Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to the Junk Time AFL Podcast. Round 1, 2020. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who today became a media baron. It's Adam Rosenbach. Ah, uh, g'day, Michael. Yes, I have joined the upper echelons of the media world today. Uh, you talk about your, uh, your Rupert Murdoch's, your Ted Turner's. Now add Adam Rosenbach's to the list. Today, I got myself a little radio station for a fucking bargain. I managed to talk the Craig Hutchison, right? I said to him, Hutchie, how much would you sell SEN for? And he said, oh, fuck, mate, I'd be happy with, I'd be happy with 22 mil. I said, mate, 20, I'll take it off your hands. $20 million, <laughs> I run the Sports Entertainment Network. I am El Numero One. What a deal. What unbelievable. A deal. No, unbelievable. I can't believe he cracked for 20 mil. That is yeah, a fucking yeah. bargain. I own a whole fucking radio station, mate, including the broadcasting license, which itself is worth probably a lot. I didn't look into that bit, but I'm sure it's worth shitloads. So have you thought about what you might be putting to air? Well, um, I just thought, you know, it's uh, coming into the NBA finals. The NH, the hockey is uh, ramping up. Obviously, the AFL season's just kicked off, so we've got a good 23 25 weeks more of that to go. So I just it's a slow burn, but um, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Have you have you heard the news? I, I was, I was busy pouring over contracts all weekend. So I haven't kind of been up to date. I saw, obviously, yeah, get, get stuck into me. Carlton had a loss. Fucking whatever. It, it happens. <laughs> Not a big deal. Yeah, Collingwood had a win. West Coast smashed Melbourne. Melbourne is shit. Blah, blah, blah. I get it, mate. We'll discuss all of that on every SEN uh, uh, show across the coming months. You didn't see Gil maybe at halftime of the Hawthorne-Brisbane game uh, yesterday? He made a bit of an announcement. Oh, what, what's going on? Has there been another uh, toilet paper shortage or something? Well, it turns out, Adam, that we're not going to have a season for the next two months, okay? So I think you might have gone a little bit early with your SEN purchase. So when you say not having a season, what do you mean by that? Because uh, I saw... They're taking a break. They're doing a Ross and Rachel. They're taking a break. Do you like my little friend's reference there? Yeah, everyone did. Um, so... So May 31. They're going to uh, pause the season until May 31, yeah, right. and then they're going to see see if the effects of this Chinese virus, okay, let me remind you, this Chinese <laughs> virus. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> whether we're going to come out of our hole and we're going to be okay. Right, so, so the players obviously can still train and they're still going to be getting amongst it and getting around each other. A bunch have gone home, I believe. A bunch have gone home, and then also they're, I think they're going to do like a mini pre-season in the month leading up to May 31. If you could just excuse me, I'm just going to make a phone call. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, g'day, uh, Craig. It's Adam Rosenbach's here, mate. Just wondering if um, you can give us a call back. Um, I've got to... Um, yeah, I need to talk to you pretty quickly. All right, mate. Talk to you soon, Hutchie. Take it easy. Love you too, mate. Bye. He's in an Uber, I imagine. Uh, all right. Um, um, do... 
do you mm. think what the hell are SEN going to talk about for the next two months at least? Like the NRL is still happening, but it's on a precipice, surely. Well, I mean, even the NRL, they said we're going to put because they said, "Oh, we don't go to all the." Um, we yeah, don't go yeah. to all the but states. But Queensland shut the borders, I think. I think Queensland shut the borders. So they go, uh, well, that's going to take care of, you know, what, four-odd teams? No, but there? didn't, didn't teams? they talk about – they talked about um, putting all 16 teams in a town just outside of Gladstone and having them all based there. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, well, thank fuck the high schools have shut for now. But um, – Oh, fuck, man. I've been to Gladstone. I can't imagine a town just outside Gladstone. I know. I, I've also toured through Gladstone, and that is one uh, expensive motherfucking... Haven't these town. people suffered yeah. enough? Fuck, imagine that. Fucking a few hundred NRL players just stroll into town. Could you imagine fucking Mad Monday? Just any day. Imagine fucking imagine <laughs> the punch-ons for toilet paper in that town. That's not too far from our idea last week that we turned the MCG into a biodome and all the players yeah, live there and then play exactly. there. Exactly. Fucking more stealing our ideas. Good to see that uh, Peter Valandi, is that his name? Vla- 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 Vlados? I thought it was Valandi. Like, like, Blandy? like Peter Landy. Yeah, I don't know. It's something. But yeah, what are SN going to talk about? Like, they can't just talk about, you know, what, what, what the updates are for, like, for the next two months. Like, there's literally no sport to talk well, about. Well, I guess they'll go become just a, a reminiscing show, a nostalgia kind of network, the sports entertainment nostalgia. Because they'll just have to go, oh, give us your favourite ever prelim. People will ring up, give their favourite prelim. Because at the moment, they've been, Andy and Bob have been going, you know, best number seven. So they'll have, like, a oh, Twitter okay, poll sure, about sure. that. So it will be all things in the past. You know what they should do? Is just play out because uh, there was that podcast about 93 being the best season it ever was. So mm-hmm. maybe they just go, let's do 95, for example. And so they go play it out like it's real time. Round one, fucking hell, big winners this week of uh, Sydney smashing Fitzroy and people ring up and go, I can't believe the fucking ruse is going to go to the Swans. What a dog, you know, they play it out as it's like real time. They should do replays, like compilation shows of like the drunkest people to call up <laughs> after their teams had a big Yeah, loss. yeah. Like that, that was always a lot of fun after Finey's final yes. siren. When people just call up and it's 11 p.m. and they'll just cut loose. And also that Finey would indulge them. He would, he would never cut anyone off. He'd be going, no, no. And so what else did you think? And he'd give him more space. That's what I loved about it. And that's what, you know, anyone who calls up, if you call up SEN now, trust me, you have got the. F- You're going to get through. You have got the floor. You have got. You got. You got something that's going to take half an hour to get through. You've got the time and the space. Yeah, for sure, for sure. They'll be like, "What else? What else you got on your mind?" <laughs> but it is, like, it's unbelievable for the footballing industry across the mm. board. Like, heaps of my friends are out of work. Are going to find out, you know, this week, the next week, who work in TV, who work for the papers, are finding out that everything that they've done has basically been paused for two months and let's not kid ourselves may 31st is when they're revisiting it i don't think anything is going to happen within the month after that because the players are getting a break so how are they supposed to keep fit are we just gonna when they come back what they should do is not let them have a mini pre-season and it's just survival of the fattest yeah for sure jordan go is already gonna put on seven <laughs> kilos there was an f- article today about the Giants players. There's a bunch of photos of the Giants players taking the gym equipment home. Okay. So they're all walking out with exercise bikes and weights and boxing gloves and stuff like that. So they're going to work out And at also home. a lot of the Gold Coast uh, younger players have been 
uh, coming home to their mum and dad. So they're kind of going, well, there's no point in us quarantining up there. We may as well, yeah, we may as well okay, come yeah. home to mum and dad and just spend our time there. So I think that when it does resume, there's going to be a lot of wheezy teams come the fourth quarter. Well, I imagine we're going to be a wheezy population because yeah. we're just all going to get fat, aren't we? I think so. I think that is going to happen. Like if people aren't moving around, people are just sitting at home. You know, eating and watching Netflix. Mate, one of the side effects of uh, coronavirus that's already hit me is getting the fuck back from sitting on the couch so much. Oh, yeah, really? <laughs> I'm fucking already feeling it. It's not great. And uh, you got your food stocked up and stuff like that? Uh, amazingly, I went to the supermarket. There was pasta there. But how's this? Like, uh, the first time I went there, no pasta at all, except for mm. whole meal. People have gone, oh, I'm fucking desperate. I'm de-. Well, I'm not that desperate. Yeah, yeah, no, I went to the supermarket the other day and there, pretty much the meat section had been fleece, um, but there was like a whole bunch of chicken schnitzels. <laughs> People don't like a chicken schnitzel. Is that really? It, oh, that's that's yeah. interesting because um, you, you'd want to be able to turn that into a parma, but that means you've got to go source the ham. You've got to go source the, the sauce. You know, it's, it's too mm. much. People can't be expected to do that. Um, so let's talk about the weekend of footy that was. First off, we should say the AFLW has been cancelled, unfortunately. Yeah, that's... So I think they it should be done an account back. I don't know how they do it. Is it points for or how many people beat better teams than them? Or, you know, there should be some sort of... Like the Brownlow is worked back on how many threes or whatever. You know, there's got to be a system mm-hmm. that someone gets the points because you just can't have a null and void season. It's not fair. Maybe... Maybe on reflection, maybe they might have thought that in hindsight that they could have played the grand final uh, on this weekend. Last weekend, how did yeah, they do yeah. it? Were there VFL seasons cancelled in like nineteen forty-one ish or nineteen fifteen? So at the height of the wars, did they just go no season at all? I mean, I imagine there weren't enough fit young men in town to play it. I'm not sure if they actually cancelled. I actually can't tell you one hundred percent for sure on that. Um, there's, I think it's a, a team that won the flag in 45, I think it was, and their opponents referred to, all the people who didn't win it referred to as like the Cowards Cup. Won by, so won pe- by Carlton. Oh, was yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, gotcha. Oh, yeah, 45. No, I don't think it was 45 because well, the war would have been done, just done, I think, by 45. Maybe there was a, there was a, a trophy during the war and that's... Let's not forget the bloodbath was forty five. So I don't know if that was the cowards match. That was the, that was a good. Well, in forty five, um, so they would have just come home for more. So these guys are releasing a lot of PTSD. So there's just little things are just setting them off. Just going, you know, there's like a because nineteen forty five May was when the war ended in Europe and Hiroshima was August. Yeah, I think you're August September. So anyway, they've come home from the European war. Either way, what I'm saying is the forty five premiership was tainted. Okay, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> AFLW semi-finals next week. We're going to be the uh, North versus the Blues and Melbourne versus. Fred. Yeah, okay. But unfortunately, that won't happen. Well, it yeah. is a shame. I mean, they're putting so much effort, and you know, it's you just in hindsight, you're right. They should have gone. We play the grand finals this weekend, but then you know, four teams would have missed out on that to be able to play in those semis that we had on the weekend. So you know, the, the AFL, yeah. uh, they they had it's their best intentions. Strange times, Adam. Strange yeah, times. Very strange times. What did you make of the weekend's football? I. As much as it was weird that you could hear the players yelling and that there was no crowd there, I fucking loved the fact that we had footy of any type. Yeah, gotcha. I I enjoyed it, yeah. I I watched a handful of the games. Um, I enjoyed it. I I felt a bit bad that we don't have more players called Dogger and Porno. Yeah. 
so we could hear them calling out on the field. And I think I heard two fucks. I think I heard one in the Brisbane game. Hawthorne yes, Brisbane. and uh, Hamish apologised for and it. Hamish apologised. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> Someone brought him a coffee instead of a yeah. tea. Um, and then in the Richmond-Carlton game, I think I heard something like, we're fucking one short down back or something yeah, like that. Yeah, right. But also, can't say who. Can was. I just say, like the first two games, everyone was like, "Oh, this is horrible without uh, you know, without fans there." But those both first two games, Carlton, uh, Richmond, and Footscray and Collingwood, were shit early, so you couldn't get a sense of of excitement about you mean it. Of any a bit of a blowout. Yeah, early. yeah, they were both just uh, yeah. you know, it was like a training drill. The Richmond Carlton one at the start, and the same as the Western Bulldogs were not very good early. And so you just didn't get a sense. If the games were tight, I think you'd still be more invested than you were than the blowouts, if that makes sense. No, no, you know, I know what you mean. I, I get the feeling that it would have no crowd. I think makes it a bit more difficult to work out if it's actually a good game. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. You kind of there, and like I mean, with Hawthorne Brisbane one. I'm sorry, I've brought it up like three times, but that was within about 10, 15 points for most of the yeah. game. So it was tight. But you know, say say if we're watching the Carlton Richmond elimination final from 2013 Can like we? do you get the sense do you get the sense that that's as tense as it is yeah cuz i with no crowd I, look i actually think when carlton made their measly comeback and kick like 6 of 7 it actually generated its own momentum within the game and it wasn't as bad so mm-hmm. I think the players yeah, got the sure. sense of it and they started to lift and were like, yeah, fuck, we can, we're can, we coming back here. And then, of course, we didn't kick a few goals that we should have and that's the only reason we lost. I found interesting that the clubs got a... They were able to let 100 people in. You know that? It, were they allowed to let 100 people in or was it just 100 people in total? Oh, I felt like it was 100 uh, each. I'm not sure. I just heard Eddie say something about uh, the list of 100. So I, I thought maybe it was... So, mate, what is it, 50 edge? Because, well, 50 edge, yeah, okay. You could, yeah, 22 players, yeah, support yeah, staff. Okay. I, I reckon yeah. that's about right. Because also, Eddie wasn't there on Friday night because he gave, as they pointed out on the coverage, he gave his tickets to Gavin Brown. The parents, the parents yeah. yeah. the family and Nan. Nan was there. Nan, stay at home, mate. You're in the fucking, you're in the yeah, fuck dangerous yeah. age. Uh, and then I saw something on the footage as well, yes, um, yes I think it was the day before. And there are a bunch of people sitting in the box. Like the corporate boxes. Like they had a shot at the corporate box and there were people yeah, in there. Yeah, so I think that was, and they that was family. They weren't sitting a metre and a half apart. No, they weren't. But also I'm like, well, why, why are you in the box when well, you can have a whole bay to yourself and be safe? I reckon they were quarantining them of sorts because I reckon that was families of first-year players. Yeah, but okay, also, yeah, sure. if you're going to put yeah. them in the box, open the fucking fridges up for them. Let them have a bit of a cracker. <laughs> I didn't see anyone sitting there with fucking a crownie. Party pie. Yeah, exactly. That is bullshit, you know. Fucking, they didn't even have to hire someone to work in there. Just go, this is how you turn the little oven on. Like, it's pretty simple to work out the catering in those boxes. Were you surprised? I was a little bit surprised at how much talk there was on the field. And it's, you know, back in the era junior, they were always talking about using your voice, using yeah, your voice. Yeah, so you kind of forget. I suppose it's a good sign. Because it's masked. Yeah, I, it, it was kind of a constant... Constantly churning, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the one thing I did enjoy was not the constant scream of ball anytime. Someone, you know, remotely was held in a tackle. Mm-hmm. Now, was the umpiring good? That's another thing with no crowd. I actually thought it was shitful. On the, uh, the really? games that I saw, it was really like really ticky touchwood kind of free kicks and it annoyed me a lot more. And I just thought that the umpires weren't held accountable. Like at least when something shit and they get booed, you go, yeah, you know you're a fucking low dog cunt. 
<laughs> but here they had no sense. They thought that they were great and they weren't. How was um, Razor Ray missing uh, Jasper Pittard's kick? Oh, the, the touched. No, no, no. Um, or, or the not touched. No, he like kicked, I think it's Baker, the new St Kilda player. He kicked him. And then oh, he I just d- thought that he fell over. And the guy was like, he can kick me now, can he? He goes, give me the football. Like, you know, in Razor Ray's fucking indignant kind of manner. And I was like, he should have kicked you, you little fuckhead. Well, I feel like they've got a little bit more of, uh, if you touch the forwards, you're in trouble. That was ridiculous. Yeah, there's a bit more of that. I think on the commentary they said maybe they're trying to encourage more scoring with the shorter quarters. But also, <coughs> also, sorry. Oh, uh, are, you, are the, you okay, uh, buddy? <laughs> we didn't miss the, the long, longer quarters, did we? Not at all. I thought that was really good. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you the one thing that was really bad that came out of it was the commentators trying to create their own sense of entertainment. You know, in the, the Carlton game when Richmond had gotten away from the Blues a little bit early on and they started going, oh, I wonder what would BT would say here. It's like, no, no one, no one's wondered that. No one, <laughs> no one has thought at home, fucking hell, I wonder what, uh, oh, there's going to be no Roaming Brian tonight. Nobody thought that. Roaming Brian's on Instagram. He's back quarantining at the farm and he, uh, he's been kind of doing little funny videos of him commentating. Oh, good. So there are a couple of cars going down the highway and he's like, oh, look at the Volvo go. Boy, oh boy, wow, we haven't seen anything like that in a long oh, time. that's good. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was in America. Yes, and that's why he can't uh, go to the games as yet. He's in quarantine. He was filming Holy Moly. It's, uh, I, don't th- I don't think it's going to be called Holy Moly in Australia, but it's like novelty mini golf. I've actually watched a few clips online. It's actually quite fun. Of course you fucking have. <laughs> <laughs> and you did that even before we were self-isolating. No, I watched it like, you know, when that Channel 7 announced it. It's like, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of like it's a knockout for mini golf, I suppose. Yeah, no, that, that makes it sound a lot better. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, they were talking about, you know, there, there's all these articles talking about coronavirus and stuff. And obviously, there's... there's what? No, the Chinese virus. Sorry, the, the Spanish flu that... Because uh, remember back when the Spanish flu was out, nobody went to tapas bars. I think you find it's the Chinese flu, Adam. <laughs> so this is in 19, uh, 1919. And so there was an article on the AFL website talking about the Spanish flu and how it affected uh, footy over here and stuff. But they've got how some of the players who lost their lives during the times of the Spanish flu, and this one's my favourite. So they go, controversial ex-Carlton player Doug Fraser. We all remember Doug Fraser. Very controversial. Uh, why do you reckon he's controversial, do you reckon? Well, it, says, it goes on to say here, who along with teammate Alex Bongo Lang had been suspended for five years, uh. in brackets, still a record, in an infamous bribery scandal in 1910 and never played again at any level. Typical fucking Carlton Sheets, eh? <laughs> Always, mate. Even 100 years ago we were doing it. <laughs> so it says here, a 32-year-old bachelor. Like, it's a big deal. Fuck, oh, he's 32 and he's not married. What a fucking weirdo. I think you'll find it's like, thinking back in those days, he'd be a confirmed bachelor. (laughs) (laughs) It says here, he was recovering from being crushed between two trucks when he caught the virus (laughs) and died on Feb 24. What a weird series of events to put into this. So he's there, two trucks. He's like in the middle of a smash-up derby or something. Mm. Or maybe he's, you know, maybe it was two people that he'd, you know, ripped off in a bribery thing and they've gone, you know what we'll do, we'll fucking crush him. It was a hit, yeah. yeah. And so he's been crushed, and not only that, he catches a fucking the Spanish slash Chinese flu and dies. 
how unlucky are you? Yeah, you're just like, oh, sheesh. And, and getting crushed between two trucks, like getting run over by one, <laughs> yeah. is the you know, more normal. But you get crushed between two, and then you go, oh, fuck, I've had a big week. Oh, what's that? I'm coughing blood. <laughs> I don't feel good. Should I self-isolate? They go, mate, I think you're going to die. <laughs> they set up a hospital at the uh, exhibition centre in Melbourne. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah, down where they uh, did the announcement of Federation. January 1, 1901, oh, fun fact. I think, the Duke, I think the Duke of Edinburgh came out for it. For the Spanish flu? I, Queen Vic- I feel like Queen Victoria died in 1901, so she wouldn't have been able to oh, make that's it. That's a shame. Uh, but they talked about, yeah, I don't think any current day players got it back then. It was more kind of people that had played the game and uh, club officials and the yeah, like. Yeah, right, okay. What did you think? What did you make of the uh, interviews that they did post-games and during games where the player would stand at a microphone stand and then the interviewer would stand mm. three and a half metres away from them? Well, there was even the thing of uh, they said they couldn't talk to, from the commentary box down to the coach doing the interview by the fact that they can't put the earpiece in. Oh. Because of hygiene rules. Is that yeah. why? Because so I was that... wondering, could the players not hold the mic? Because I saw one with steel side bottom at half time. And why don't they just give him a microphone to hold and then walk? Because can't they disinfect that microphone? Like someone has to handle that microphone at some point. I suppose so. I mean, I suppose you're just minimising the chances yeah, okay. of everything. I mean, weren't they disinfecting the ball? I believe they were. Hmm. That was quite fun, though, watching the ball go into the stands and cameramen go and yeah, get it. Yeah, I, I did enjoy that. And I think someone tried to boot it up into the second level at one point. It's like, mate, don't be a fuckwit. That'd be a dick. Yeah. As Adam Briggs pointed out on Twitter, why didn't they have the nets up? That's a really good point, actually. That's very there's absolutely point. no reason for them. I mean, you know, it's it's because they would have had them up during the warm up yeah, because it saves the ball going in there and to protect the. And no one thought. Why don't we leave <laughs> them up? Or put nets up around the whole ground. It's, I guess it's not as much fun. It's like the difference between you know wearing a condom and not having a condom on. <sighs> oh, it's a good analogy. <laughs> But I suppose, do you get that satisfaction? You know, say it was a tight game and you run into open goal and you can boot exactly, it you know, up to the third level. Like, that kind of puts more an emphasis on, like, you know, we just got the clinching goal. Instead of booting it and it just bounces back at your yeah, head. Yeah, no, see? The condom analogy works, mate. I'm fucking... I'm all <laughs> over it. But uh, There's big trouble at North. Oh, mate. They, uh, they're a reckless team, North Melbourne. They put in all our lives in danger. And that's what I don't like about that club. I mean, you know, they fucking... They talk about... They're probably one of the teams who's going to struggle the most with us being suspended, but they fucking bring on all the trouble themselves, don't they? So a couple of players had a party. Unbelievable. Nick Larkey. Party the word? Yes, absolutely party. Probably bigger than that. More like a Mardi Gras, if you want to think about it. <laughs> Nick Larkey and Cameron Zer- Sorry, I meant like uh, New Orleans Mardi Gras. I didn't mean... Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Nick Larkey, Nick Larkey and Cameron Zerha um, had a few players around. And they got in trouble from the neighbour. Who said they were being too they noisy. Were t- they're making too much noise. They created a disturbance on the outside balcony late at night. But I think it also says here, the neighbour also had a go at them for not social distancing. distancing. Which I think is, I think that's what's happening these days. People are being uh, low dog motherfuckers and calling people out for, you know, not, not keeping distance. And I think they're right to do that. Get stuck into them. Yeah, it's not too wrong. I think I walked past a venue a few nights ago mm. that was not chock-a-block, but there was enough people in there, like a restaurant bar kind of yeah. thing. And I did feel a little bit like going, why the fuck aren't you going Yeah, home? what is wrong with you people? Did you go to... And like they're all, si- they're all sitting on top of each other. Did you stuff. go to Bondi on Saturday? 
Aha, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, what a bunch of fucking losers. And you know what would be the worst thing? You're a backpacker. Okay, they're all they all around Bondi, yeah, obviously. Yeah. You're a backpacker. You go to Bondi Beach. Mm. Okay, you catch coronavirus. Mm. And then you got to go back to a fucking shit hostel. And you got to have coronavirus in the fucking hostel. That'd be horrible. Let's just say, that's, I think coronavirus in a hostel is the least of your worries. <laughs> Yeah, dude, there's a place in the cross, there's a place in the cross that's the backpackers, and it looks like, I think if they ranked, like, the worst backpacker venues in around the yeah. world, it would be number really? one. Really? Like, it looks absolutely horrible. I'm so glad I'm too old for hostels. Never too old, mate. There's always that cool one older guy in there. Everyone loves him. Yeah, fuck, man, writing poetry. <laughs> when I was in... The smoking smoking rollies. When I was in Munich, um, so we'd all come home from the Hofbra house, and no one... Mm-hmm at the hostel was sober and there was one guy there from Denmark who was in his like mid thirties and he yeah. had just gotten a job in Munich and was staying at a hostel and he had to go to work the next day and was like, Oh dude. Oh dude. No fucking chance of you getting a decent night's sleep. You fucking moron. I went to Amsterdam about 20 years ago we go. and this is back when you had a, you had a, <laughs> you had a let's go, you know, the big yellow book. So they've got about three pages of hostels that you can go yep. through. And it must, have been, it must have been a holiday or something. Maybe it was Easter. I can't really Did remember. Did you stay at the Flying but, um, Pig? Was that one of them in Amsterdam? I think I actually might have stayed at like the Flying Duck in Paris. Okay. I, think. I think it might have been the Flying Duck. Um, but I went to uh, uh, call. I had, I had one place circled. And that was the um, Christian Youth Hostel. <laughs> of course you did. And literally, I called like 30 places. And that for some reason, they're all like, oh, no, we're full. Sorry, we're full. We're full. And I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> and I called the Christian Youth Hostel. And they're like, yeah, yeah, no, plenty of room. Plenty of room. <laughs> and they'd come around at like 5 p.m. and say, they're run by Canadians. And they're like, we're going to have Bible class if you like to join us. And I'm like, oh, no, I'll be right. I'll yeah. be right. Uh, and then what was the other one? My mate. I think this might have been in Ireland. He got really drunk. Mm. And he vomited on the way home, yeah. like, a few times. And then he got to the hostel, and I think he vomited in the sink. Yeah. And then he woke up, and he realized that he'd vomited down the side of the bed on the wall. And so the guy uh, below him on the bed, <laughs> oh, he fuck. wasn't there. He'd gone already. But he'd got all over that dude's stuff. Like, he just vomited all over it. And then he was like, fuck. And they were leaving, but he was like... That day, and he was like, "Nah, we get, we're getting out now." Yeah, absolutely. And um, <laughs> went out the front, and there was a dude, a worker who was hosing down <laughs> the vomit on the footpath. And he turned to my mate and was like, "Oh, can you believe these, you know, animals?" And my mate was like, "Oh, it's just, <laughs> disgraceful, disgraceful." I remember one in Florence. Uh, so they had here we go the junk time AFL podcast, yeah, the guys. Backpacker edition. They um had a one one a.m. cutoff. And so we were like at this bar and everyone was having a ball and we're like, fuck this, we're running the gauntlet and just had to walk the streets of Florence till 7am till it opened up. Oh, dude. It was fucking horrific. Oh, and you'd already paid your $13. 13 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, actually, no, we would have paid like 15,000 lira back then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah fuck. So well, back to these uh, North Melbourne players. Can I just say, you could imagine that they wouldn't have even thought about social distancing because they've just spent two hours running around yeah. with 40 other blokes that's been sanctioned by the AFL. Yeah, yeah. Sanctioned by the government. Yeah. Because Eddie talked about last week, he said pretty much on the Wednesday, mm. he said the season was pretty much suspended up until about 5.30. So he went through the whole day thinking it's not going to happen. And then I think it was Greg Hunt... Uh, health minister and another chief medical yep. guy who had a chat and kind of swayed them 
there you go. And said, you know, make it happen. They said, no, nah, no, nah, it's, it's it's all fine, guys. Like this will be cleaned <laughs> up in a, in a week. Um, and yeah, Bevo talked about that. He said the AFL can't have their cake and eat it too. Oh, they can't. No, you never can. You can't. Yeah, you can't have your cake. Yeah, and eat it. Yeah. So he was saying it was a bit weird that they got a directive to not touch each other during the songs. And to not high five, and he was like, "Yeah, we're going to be sweating on each other and tackling each other." Like, yeah, it, what's the it point? was very weird example to be setting. I tell you what, we're going to do though, Adam. We've had a, a brainwave. Well, we've got some time to fill. We figured there's not going to be much football chat for us to be able to uh, talk about, but we decided that we still want to provide some content for you guys out there who love your footy and love getting around us. Yeah, so what we're going to do, we're going to do something a bit different. We're going to do some watch-alongs, okay? So through the magic of the internet, mm. we can all sit down, we can watch a game together, and we can have a chat over it. So Adam and I will talk over it. So we're going to get classic games. They could be like final quarters, say like the 99 prelim, yep. uh, say the 1979 grand final. So it goes, goes classic kind of final quarters. Or first uh, quarters. So I'm we're still keen to do the opening quarter of uh, yeah. Geelong Hawthorne. 89, 89 first quarter. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. So we've got a big list of uh, of information of, of games, probably about thirty or forty so far. And so we sit down, you press play on the pod, we give a bit of background of the game, and then we get you to press play on YouTube and we watch it together. Yeah. I think it's gonna be quite fun. I actually. reckon it will be fun. And the one thing that we're gonna make sure that uh, will also happen is you don't need to be in front of your computer to be watching it. This is you'll be able to listen yep. to it, and because we're not gonna be commentating on the game, we're gonna be kind of talking about the game and the era and, you know, what we remember of it. And, you know, even if it's prior to our memories, we're going to talk about the games as we see them and just kind of, you know, have a bit of a laugh as we're going through it. So it's going to be something a little bit different. It won't be obviously topical, but um, you can sit down at your leisure and watch it along on YouTube. We'll give you the link, obviously, when we put them out. Or you can just, uh, you know, if you're sitting at home fucking staring at the walls, you can just chuck it on or... If you're going to be out there on public transport making yourself and others sick, then you can chuck it on. Yeah, and also, I might, uh, and also we want to get uh, you guys to send in games that you want us to do. So there are a few matches that I can't find on YouTube. Stuff like the final quarter. I'll, I'll actually run through them in case people might know a link for. Oh them. yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, final quarter of the 2005 and 2006 grand finals. So that. Can't They're find not that. A, that's, I can't believe that. I know there's a lot of highlights of just goals yes. out there. Um, I thought this might be fun for you to do, yeah. Adam, by the fact that I have never watched the final quarter of the 2012 Grand Final. I've never watched the whole game. I've watched the Hawthorne goals on YouTube, but not the whole oh, game. I would, and I, so I, I would happily, I would be I would happily watch Nick Melchewski I'd be to sit down and watch that. sink the dagger into Hawthorne. Uh, I can't find the 97 Dogs Crows prelim. Really? Um, final quarter of that. Yeah, there are highlights. but and, and a lot of them are kind of the whole match that's been put up or just like the, the certain quarter, but I just can't find that. So if anyone has a link for that. Uh, 96 prelim, when Plugger kicked the goal after the siren. Yep. Um, I can't find the Dogs-Giants prelim from 2016. No way. Can't find the full quarter. That's incredible. Can't find the whole yeah, quarter. that's amazing. Uh, and the drawn grand final, which I was really surprised at. I can't find the whole, whole final quarter yeah, of that. okay. Um, so if anybody do have links for that, but also email us at junktimeaflepod at uh, gmail uh, with a game and maybe even if you if you, if you have a link or something as well so we can uh, 
but yeah, game you might recommend because we're going to try and mix it up, different clubs. You yeah, know. we're going to have a look um, at some state of origin games. Um, maybe yeah. perhaps an AFLX might jump in there. We never know. Are they are they up? Are they available? The AFLXs? Yeah, yeah, I found them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Last year's surprised last, they yeah. weren't too embarrassed to take them down. So that's what we're going to do. Yeah. We're going to do watch alongs. We're going to be quite fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hey, um. Well, are you going to watch along the Ben Cousins interview next Sunday? Mate, it's a tell-all. It's things that we've never, ever, ever heard about Ben Cousins. Did you know? All right, sorry to break this to you and spoiler alert. Ben Cousins uh, has been to prison. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. Seriously. It's going to be fucking sad. You know what I don't get? Why? Why not cut the hair and shave the beard and stuff like that? Like, look a bit more clean cut. Oh, sorry, Mr. Fucking... Mr. No, it's been like kind Mr. of, you know, you kind MCC. of instantly go, oh, wow, he's fucking having a, he looks like he's having a tough go of it. But like if you kind of sh- sh- shave the head and cut off the goatee, you'd be like, oh, he looks yeah, all right. Yeah, the last time he shaved his head, mate, he was trying to hide something. <laughs> I don't think it's a good look. But he talks to Fife. It's Basil Zemplis, mm. future mayor. He talks to Fife. They play a bit of tennis together. He said tennis got him through tough Is times. Is that right? Hmm. You don't really hear about people turning to oh, tennis. He, love, he loves his lines. Nice. Here we go. And, uh, yeah, new new eight balls, please. <laughs> but hey. here he goes. Uh, this is what I love about good Basil. Joke. He says, I'm cl- him, and it, he's just so good with the, the research he would have done on this. He says, I'm close to the Ben Cousins story and mm. have been for a long time now. He's been close to the story for a long time. That is... Basil didn't even know he was going to get this interview, yet he stayed informed about the Ben Cousins story for a long time. That is dedication, Michael. Well, they also talk about there's a bit of reunion between Ben Cousins and Woosha. Is that right? Now, now, who knows how long they haven't seen each other for. Yeah. Maybe it could be two years, could be six months, I don't know. But that's part of the story as well. He gets together with Woosha. Oh, there you go. And so, Basil, did you know this? Sorry, oh, I was going to say, Basil said uh, he didn't think there was anything that Ben could say that would surprise him. But even Basil was shocked. He says, no have way. a listen to this, mate. It's explosive. Because did he say stuff like, I don't think we should ship the homeless out of the city? <laughs> Whoa. That's explosive. It's compelling. And it's emotional. Fucking hell, Basil. You're really selling it to me. I wouldn't have watched it otherwise. But yeah. Uh, I think I will tune in. It will be tough to watch, I reckon. Oh, Absolutely. And how's this? Uh, you said that he hangs out, plays tennis with uh, Nat Five. Nat Five says, Benny, he's the best. And have a listen to this for humbleness from Nat Five. I know. I Absolute well. humbleness. He has said, the humility of this bloke, you don't win the Brownlow medal unless you are the best in the country. Now, he didn't even, he forgot that he'd won two of them. That's just coincidence. But he just said, You've got to be the best in the country. And he's like, oh, fuck, did I? I did win two. You're right. <laughs> fuck, I forgot about that. Probably, I was it's the best little, in the country, wasn't I? Fuck, I didn't even think about that. It's a little fifey, isn't it? It's a little oh, fifey. That's a little no, snapshot mate, into no, fifey. Mate, he's, play, he's helping him, man. He's playing tennis with him. He's playing tennis. <laughs> he's pumping him up. He's playing tennis on an interview that he knows is going to be well seen around Australia. It just happens to be Ben Cousins, you know? He's just a good guy. The topic of Woosha, I didn't know this, but no wonder he's leaving the Bombers. His family moved back to Perth at the end of 2017. Yeah, no, he's been doing it. He's been doing it real tough for a couple of years. I had no idea. He talks about going back, and they're a bit older. I think a kid is like 23, and then I think the others are kind of late teens. Yeah. I think. 
But that no wonder he's leaving. I can't believe he hasn't gone already. Oh, I'm surprised once Ben Rutten came across, he just didn't go, ah, oh, fuck it, I'm out of here. Because he'd be fine for money. He'd be fine for money at the minute. And also, I'm sure businesses in Perth would look after yeah. him. But then also, he's a pharmacist. So what better time to be in the trade than yeah, right exactly. now? He, he's probably regretting He's probably regretting the decision now. He's like, fuck, I should, should have bought a chemist warehouse. Yeah, well, Matt, this man could be in his, in his garage making up a coronavirus uh, vaccine. As we speak, instead, he's guiding the... He could borrow, he could borrow your pill press. <laughs> <laughs> I don't loan that out very often, but I would loan it out to Woosha. Should we do a football in real life, Adam, before we wrap it up? Uh, We only got the one today uh, from Morgs. Um, But it's a massive one. That's a a tough name at the minute. Morgs. Morgs. Oh, Oh, don't think about Morgs. Um, I work at Woolworths and Paul. He's probably seen a bit over these last couple of weeks, punching on. Thank you. Thank you for your service, Morgs. Yeah, we do appreciate that. And served Warwick Kappa. Here we go. At Baldwin. Bought Bought a couple of staples like milk and sugar and asked if we had any toilet paper. He also said he isn't too worried about coronavirus. Oh, there you go. No. I wonder how you get into that conversation, Morks. Like, how, how, how... No toilet paper. Are you worried about... Like, do you... He's hardly the World Health Organization, is he? Yeah, whiz? but it's the whiz. He probably... He would have proffered that up. He would have gone, oh, you got any, you got any toilet paper? Nah. I'm not worried about coronavirus. I love, <laughs> it, I love no. it like a brother. I am from Tasmania. All right, take it easy. <laughs> and he's like, for 50 bucks, I'll do your bucks party. <laughs> What's he doing in Bowen? It's like it's not the Gold Coast of the he South. He lives in Bowen. He lives in what? Bowen. He's been there for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing an interview with him on on a I think it was Channel Thirty One, yeah. and he talked about he was living in Bowen. I think he's and that would have been I reckon back. I was still living in Melbourne. I reckon that might have been at, li- at the very least twenty seventeen. Bowen. It just it's like it doesn't fit with the image. No, does he's it? more like I thought he would have been near um, Ricky Nixon and the the famed bakery in Port Melbourne. Yeah, you want somewhere a bit more glamorous for the weird. Yeah. I mean, the Goldie is obviously the perfect place, but maybe it's been squeezed out by the Candyman. Yeah, probably. You know? Yeah. It's not centric yeah. enough. Hey, uh, don't forget our watch along. So send the, sh- the games that you want to watch to junktimeoferpod at gmail.com. We are going to hit the road. We are junktimeoferpod at gmail.com. We also junktimeoferpod on Twitter, Facebook, and the gram. And we do appreciate if you rate us on iTunes, tell a friend about the uh, podcast because, you know, we're all doing a little bit tough at the moment and if you've got nothing to do in these desperate times you've got uh, basically six years back catalogue of uh, junk time to get through and uh, you know I'm sure if you started at round one 2014 you'd have a lot of fun yeah um, look I think Adam people <laughs> are tough already we can hit the road go go blue
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.